on this episode of Why Watch That. John Noble made me want to eat a turkey leg. I mean, the way he is eating in that scene. Arnie is possessed. Oh, see, you know I ain't doing that. You try to mention Fringe and Friday Night Lights, you know, every three months. I feel like that happens. You always want to bring up Friday Night Lights. You see, I'm trying to heal. I'm trying to heal and you keep digging in the wound. Is that Mark Anthony? Yeah, listen, I thought certainly that kid, this man looked like he's wasting away. I don't know he if he's seen anything. Yeah. And he goes back to when he lived in Washington Heights during the hottest day of the summer. Washington. <laughs> oh, yes. And of course, there are other people in the barrio and all of that kind of stuff. Lynn Manuel, of course, can't help but be in it. He can't help himself. <laughs> Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got Mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. A Why Watch That First Look. Okay, we've got some first looks for you. And they're Two big ones. Yeah. Two very big ones. And ironically, they're both HBO Max. <laughs> and theater releases also. So let's deal with the first one, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Now, okay, whoa. Already, mm. I'm not feeling it. It almost sounds but like a spoof of The Conjuring, that title. It does <laughs> sound like a spoof, but, you know, who was that? Uh, uh, I can't remember the comedian whose punchline was that. Um my flip wilson flip wilson uh that was his uh his deal but now this time now again the conjuring this is what the third movie fourth movie who knows i mean they'll probably third for the conjuring yeah third for the conjuring they're gonna keep this thing going as long Mm -hmm. as possible because it of the of this genre it's been in your opinion it feels like consistent yeah um and it knows what it is and it delivers and it has top notch actors mm-hmm. so let's talk about this this is directed by michael uh, chavez it is written by david leslie johnson wait david leslie johnson mcgoldrick that is a mm-hmm. lot happening in that name but thank you for that uh however the story was developed by james wong mm-hmm. and david mm-hmm. the it's based on the characters written by Chad 
and Carrie W. Hayes. Mm-hmm. So apparently they're not moving forward, this particular one. So it's David and James's drive, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be a con- the Conjuring movie. It's not going to be one of those movies without having Patrick Wilson coming in, trying to figure out what Vera Farmiga is talking about. <laughs> and these two characters are returning along with some new fresh folks i have to call out john noble if you don't know who john noble is think lord of the rings yes particularly i mean you can think of lord of the rings he was in i believe all three but particularly the third return of the king when he in it immediately i think of him in that tomato just bursting out of his oh, mouth when he's and yeah. gandalf's like do it just it's just <laughs> John Noble made me want to eat a turkey leg. I mean, the way he is eating in that scene. I Anyway, I have a feeling he is not doing that kind of eating here. And then we have to shout out our good friend, Keith Arthur Bolden, who we have a great uh, rapport and relationship with. He's in this, among other people that you will go in and talk about. Now, here's the question. Mm -hmm. This is available to us. Again, this is a first look, so it's already out and available. This is available to us in the theaters. And again, this is Warner Brothers, so it's going to be just about every theater Mm -hmm. that it can be in. It is a well-known franchise that has delivered in the past. Whatever the critics think about it, it's delivered with the audience for sure. The question is, do we, vaxxed up or not, masked up or not, go to the theater, watch this, when it is available for 31 days on HBO Max. Hmm. Well. Or do we not see it at all? Like well, me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now we're in 1981. Oh, okay. Um, there's an eight-year-old boy. You know what's going on. Now, what was funny is they have a priest show up to the house outside, you know, at night with the, with the uh, street light exorcist like they did the literal shot it was they hilarious. did it they did it it was hilarious uh sorry can you remind people who this couple is yes because so, we may not mm-hmm. follow the exactly so this eight-year-old boy is possessed and the couple that's there to try to get the demon out is ed and lorraine warren played by patrick and vera now they've been doing this i don't know how many years this married couple I mean, they are paranormal investigators. They consult with the Catholic Church. You know, they essentially go in and say, hey, is this a real possession or not? Um, And they have a little extra skills, okay? So they can talk it and they can walk it. Uh And Lorraine has visions. Now, these aren't the visions you want. Oh, okay. No. So there's this eight-year-old boy. Oh, how does this even happen to this little boy? Oh. And his family is there. They're distraught. And he's very close to his sister's boyfriend, Arnie. Oh, Arnie. Arnie's a good guy. Too good, in my opinion. I wouldn't have done what he did. Because something happens. We go a little forward in time. Arnie is possessed. Oh, see, you know I ain't doing that. How could that happen? How, Arnie? Now, the Warrens, it comes to them that this is possible. They try to reach out to his girlfriend, 
the eight-year-old boy's sister. Yeah. Can they get there in time? It's an emergency. Also, the Warrens are getting older. This takes stamina, it takes patience, and it takes a toll. It's taking a toll on Lorraine mentally. It's taking a toll on Ed physically. Oh. Also, whatever's going on, it's different this time. The things they do before doesn't quite work. They don't quite understand what's happening. Because for this possession to happen anyway, you got to invite it in. Oh, no. Or someone has to invite it in for you. No, thank you. So we see how this moves forward. And really the point of the title is uh, this movie talks about uh, the first case where somebody used demonic possession as a defense in a courtroom. Aha. Uh-huh. So the devil made me do it. Now, what is the it? I'm not going to tell you because I don't even like talking about this too much. You know, you know, now, I don't. Let me tell you this. I really enjoyed the first two. You did. I did. You I love did. it. Oh, I, it, it's just because the thing about this is they cast really well and they write well. I will give them that. They write it well. And it's in a classic horror tradition which i like it is exorcist like and you know rosemary's baby you know that kind of stuff isn't it based on a true couple who's been the warrens that's right they they are the warrens um and amityville horror is them yes there you go so yeah but this is their story instead of about uh literally the family you get that but it they are the consistent thread correct but here's the thing Starting it off with the eight-year-old already possessed, to me, was a bit much. Hold on. Any child. I I just don't want to be thrown into it. Because if you ease me into it, I get to know these people. I mean, we already know Lorraine and Ed, but I want to know these people first, not second. We Uh have to believe first and really care. Now, when the Warrens start tracking down the potential culprits with Keith... Hey, Keith. Hey! As the sergeant, it works. Because they seem like people. That's when they started to seem like people here. I was like, okay. That's when it started to ground itself. It started to get good. You talked about John Noble, who was Walternate in Fringe as well. Let's not forget. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't sleep on Fringe. I think you you try to mention Fringe and Friday Night Lights, you know, every three months. I feel like that happens. You always want to bring up Friday Night Lights. You see, you I'm trying know. to heal. <laughs> I'm trying to heal and you keep digging in the wound. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So John is always welcome. I don't care what he's doing. And in this, perfect. He fits I mean, the Why wasn't he in all three? This is a perfect. <laughs> he's, per- he's a former priest who knows oh. too much. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay, he knows too much. He takes them down to that basement. And look, Lorraine, Vera's like, I don't want to go in there. (laughs) (laughs) She always has a line where we're all like, yes, absolutely. She was like, wait a minute. And I don't want to go in there. So you'll see what his role is uh, in this story. Now, again, it's not quite as good as the previous two. The acting is still good. Some of the writing early on isn't as supportive as it could be. Regardless, it's definitely worth watching if you like this genre because it's a lot better than most. Yeah. Now, for the theaters or at home that you asked about, Ref. Yes. You probably don't want to watch this alone 
Oh, heck no. Uh, at the very end before the credits, it's a, it's a nasty little addition. I just skipped right through that. No, thank you. No, thank you. But. You can't do you, that in the theater. Yes, you, you get up and walk out. You don't have or to. Or close the, your eyes. <laughs> because the movie's over. You know, they like to go into the real stuff. Oh, and heck I said, no. Uh, oh, no. No, because I was no. watching this alone and I can do that. I can watch horror alone at night. Oh, I, not me. Yeah, I did uh-huh. it. And I was like, wait a minute. No, this is a bit much for me because I do want to go to sleep. So, yes. No, thank you to that. Um, but everybody, if you saw the first two movies, of course, um, you should watch this one. And I would say, if you're not going to a theater, of course, it's on HBO Max, but get at least, I would say, two other people involved and watch it that way. Well, question, do we have to watch it in succession? Can we just enter into this uh, this uh, franchise? You probably could watch it without seeing the previous two movies. It just wouldn't be as rich of an experience. You wouldn't have the full backstory of everything. But this is the first one that isn't really a haunted house movie. So it breaks away from that. Um, so yeah, so to answer your question differently, if you're with a bunch of people who've seen the first two and they're like, hey, just watch it with us, you could do it that way and go back. And and the good news is that for you know 30 plus days, well, a little less than that as of taping, you could maybe check out the first two mm-hmm. on your HBO Max subscription and then dip in and see this third one. So Yep. There you have that. It's available. It's out in theaters now. And it's also on HBO Max. But let's continue on with what's in the theaters and on HBO Max with the most anticipated musical, I think. Outside of West uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Mm. I think in the Heights, we all experienced Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. You know, knowing you get tickets, or if you did get a ticket, you took out a second mortgage. And the issue with just jumping on the Lin Manuel boat is oh, Hamilton, he's a breakout star. Who knew that he could do this? Uh uh-uh. uh. For all of us who lived in New York, mm-hmm. we already knew that In the Heights was his first. And they turned it into a movie. It is a musical. We always have to, I always like to tell our listeners, Mm -hmm. you know, they do dance and burst into song in the, you know, in the middle of the movie. And it's, you know, not like they're putting on a concert. It's literally, they're having dialogue and they burst into song. In the streets of Washington Heights and pools and everything else. All of that in, you know, jumping on buildings, walk outside, all of it. It's all happening. But if that's not your thing, hold on, because we've got a couple things to say about it. First, this is directed by John M. Chu, who is the director of Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. That success, along with the pilot director of Home Before Dark. Wow. What a, you know, good gracious, right? Mm -hmm. It's an EP on the show. Just my goodness. Mm. This is, um, of course, this is based on Lin-Manuel Miranda's very huge hit of of a musical um, of the same name in the Heights. But it was uh, Quiera... Okay, go ahead and help me because I want to say say the name beautifully as you do. (laughs) So yes, screenplay by Chiara 
Alegria Udes. I love your, I love Alegria. That's beautiful. <laughs> Udes. Because I would have said Hudes. Um, this is, um, she's no stranger to In the Heights because Lynn Manuel actually did the music and lyrics and she did the book. Yeah. So she's returning to do the screenplay. So that's always nice to have, you know, that happening. Lynn Manuel loves to keep it in the family, but this cast, some of the cast, no stranger at all to Lynn Manuel's world and no stranger to Broadway. We have driving this, um, Anthony Ramos. Yes, Hamilton's Anthony Ramos. Uh, Blind Spotting's Anthony Ramos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you just, Anthony Ramos is on fuego. He yeah. is on fire. And mm-hmm. he plays the character that Lin-Manuel originated on stage. So if that gives you, you know, if you think about Lin-Manuel and you know he's not a singer-singer, he's more of a lyricist, like a rapper, you, it'll give you a sense of that. Uh, Corey Hawkins, who I have a new respect. I am a fan of Corey Hawkins. He's consistently delivering here. Mm-hmm. Juilliard grad, hello. Mm. Just, I, we go on and on. Jimmy Schmitz, you ain't gonna have anything called In the Heist and not have Jimmy Schmitz in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie Grace is in this. She's no stranger. Melissa uh, Barrera is in this as well. Um, the wonderful talent of Olga uh, Marides is in it as, um, as well. And introducing to me, but not to a lot of audience, uh, Gregory Diaz the Fourth, who does some fine work in here. And then we have to give it up. I saved her for last. I mean, there's other people. Mark Anthony's showing up. Yeah. Emmanuel showing up. Chris Jackson's even showing up. And again, yeah. Chris Jackson played the Corey Hawkins character. Um, and Mark Anthony, have, I was like, is that Mark Anthony? Yeah, listen, I thought certainly that can't, this man looked like he's wasting away. I don't know he if didn't he seen anything. Roles. Yeah. I was like, wow. He, well, he, you know, yeah. did the ending song with the credits. Mm-hmm. So he sang a little bit. I, I love Mark Anthony's voice. Yes. I, I literally just, you know, but you will not recognize him in this show. No. no. Uh, but I had to save this one for last because if you know anything about Broadway, Yes. She, this actress, introduced the contemporary stand and sing, you know, that kind of thing. It, it influenced Lin Manuel mm. in every way. And Daphne Rubin Vega, who was the original Mimi in Rent, oh, 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 mm-hmm. made a splash. And we, and she reminded us, uh, excuse me, I was a uh, Mimi. And I originated that role, and uh, I need you to step back. She came in with some fire as well, and along with other people who are in this. Both of us got a chance to see this. I'm pretty sure we'll have two distinct opinions, not necessarily conflicting, but there will be distinct um, opinions. Here's the ultimate question. It's a musical. It is in the theaters and on HBO Max, similar to what we talked about with The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Is this something we want to experience with everybody? Or is this going to be just as good at home by yourself? Because it mm-hmm. is, again, a Lin-Manuel experience. And by the way, my first neighborhood that I lived in New York was in Washington Heights. Uh-oh. So I got something to say. Hmm. 
Well, at the opening, we see Anthony Ramos playing Usnavi, and he's talking to some kids at the beach. You know. Oh, okay. Looks like he's at a little hut where he's selling drinks, and they want him to tell them a story. And the story is about some sueñitos. Now, those Ooh, are- Ooh, what does that mean? Oh. Little dreams, just little dreams. And he goes back to when he lived in Washington Heights during the hottest day of the summer. Washington. <laughs> oh, yes, Washington, yes. Leading up to a blackout. Uh-oh. Now, there he's a bodega owner. He got it from his father. He His cousin helps him out in the store. There is someone who comes in and gets free coffee. Why does she get free coffee? Well, because she's Vanessa. That's Uh-oh. Why. And Vanessa played by Melissa Barrera. When you see it, you'll know why she gets free coffee. Usnavi is like, mm. And now Usnavi's cousin, his good buddy, played by Corey Hawkins, Benny. You know, they kind of tease him with it and they want to egg him on. Ask her out. What is wrong with Ask you? Ask her out. Stop looking at her through the glass. Go okay. for it. Now, Usnavi's dream is to go back to the DR, Dominican Republic, you know, open up, you know, a store there, fulfill his dream. He had the best time his of his father's life bar. there with his yep. father, the bar, that whole thing. Vanessa has a dream as well. She wants to become a designer. What's that like? And she certainly wants to get out of that barrio. Let me tell you that. Is that possible? Oh. Now, I mentioned Benny. Yeah. Benny's ex-girlfriend, now, how did they break up? Comes back from Stanford. Yes. Oh. So, Nina, she's coming on back. Is she going back after she comes back? Uh-oh. What's going on there? And what's going to happen between Benny and Nina? Because the reason they broke up wasn't because they no longer loved each other. It was other circumstances. Now, Jimmy Smith plays Nina's father, Kevin. Yes. Now, Kevin is a business owner. He's financing, of course, her education. But how does she feel about that? How do they feel about each other in that way? That's the question. Also, taking care of essentially the whole neighborhood. The whole neighborhood. Claudia. Oh. By Olga. And, you know, abuela, if you don't know, Spanish means grandmother. So this is really, you know, an older woman who just, you go to for some soup. Okay. You just go there for a hug. She helped raise him, Snobby. She she helped raise him. She helped raise him. He loves her. She loves him. Everybody loves her. Who doesn't love her number? Um, uh-huh. excuse me. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Daphne, just sit down somewhere and let me show you how it's done. Uh, on the subway. Anyway, you'll see. I won't even give away how her number comes in it's later yeah, on. It is a pivotal yeah. moment. They it casted is. the right person to pull that off. I'm telling you. I have to agree with that. So. And of course, there are other people in the barrio and all of that kind of stuff. Lynn Manuel, of course, can't help but be in it. He can't help himself. <laughs> I'm like, who is this random? Like it's, it's a random number, and I'm sure it's in the bro. It's just, and you know, also, we have to say Chris Jackson. They have an interaction. Yes, um, yes, yes. If you don't know who Chris Jackson is in Hamilton, George Washington, 
he originated the role of Corey Hawkins' uh, uh, character. Yes, and Christopher Jackson is great. So yeah, he they have this whole side thing that comes back at the end, and you know, Lin Manuel plays, uh, you know, the, he sells piraguas, you know. So yeah, essentially it's the shaved ice. Okay, um, so he's it's just it's it's so hilarious. Random. It's hilarious. Now, how does Mark Anthony come in? Well, he's Uh-oh. the father of Usnavi's cousin, and Usnavi loves his cousin, wants to take his cousin to the DR. Is that going to happen? That's the question. Can he do that? Mm. And his cousin is Sonny, played by Gregory Diaz IV. So, okay, all of this leads up to this blackout. What happens during this blackout? Something major and some minor things. And does that bring the whole neighborhood together? Also, all of these sueñitos. Yeah. Do they come to fruition? Do do they actually happen? Or do they die? Right. And the one in greatest peril... And greatest peril is Nina's. The education, all of that. What does she think is her responsibility? What does her father think is her responsibility and his responsibility as well? So with that said, I'm going to put my musical hat on. Okay. I think we're not going to disagree. I, I'm, let's see if, if, if it's going to Mm-hmm. This has plenty of good ideas as a film. Are they all successful? No. John Chu, I mean, whoa. Whoa. So he's thinking, he's like, how can I make this cinematic? How can I actually use Washington Heights to enhance this? How can I take it from the stage and, you know, make it bigger, have them dance in a pool, whatever, have them walk up a a building, you know, ideas galore. Be in the subway, yeah. Yeah. Do they all work? No, but that's no big deal. Now, there needed to be greater dynamics, though. It felt a bit flat. Like, after a while, you're like, isn't that the same musical number? Like, I'm losing it. I'm I'm just losing it. The first 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yes, and the first 15 minutes cinematically as well. We're great. Like the the blackout number as well with Daphne Rubin Vega's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, you better hold on. Y'all worried about a little bit of heat? Let me show yeah. you some heat. Yeah. Okay, because she's a she's a salon owner and they rope her in and all of that stuff. So, the dialogue. Sluggish. In a musical, movie or otherwise, the dialogue has to keep the spirit of the music to eliminate awkward transitions. It is very difficult, but it has to be the case. Also, I would say to John, When you're doing a musical, you can't let all of the non-musical scenes breathe. Everything was breathing. They had time. No. Moving on. Why is this movie so long? Like, move it along. We, listeners, it is over. It's pushing toward Hamilton hour. Like, it's over over two hours. But imagine if they took Hamilton and they actually talked normally. Okay, all of those. You'd be there for four hours. Move it along. Yeah, they could have uh, cut some numbers. They could have. Or just... Yeah. Like all of the, that talking. Say the lines and move. keep it moving. Some of the word choice. Forced. One line, finances were tenuous. And that wasn't even sung or rapped. It was said. No, 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 no. Nobody says Nobody that. Nobody says that. 
singing rapping i prefer the singing to the rapping just because i'm rougher on rapping when it comes to musicals if you're going to do it it better be great it can't be okay because mm-hmm. i will say that anthony ramos mm-hmm. because of his uh hamilton Delivery. world mm-hmm. it wasn't sluggish in, in his yeah. mouth not the not the performance of the rapping the right yeah uh-huh that's my issue i preferred the singing because these, they know this cast did a good job. They did a good I can't job. Argue. They really Corey did. Corey Hawkins blew my. Yes. He, I, I'll get to. Yes. Now, regardless of all of that, it puts a smile on your face. That's what this does. It's also when it when you compare it to other musicals, it's more grounded, along with having an infectious spirit in its best moments. It's a mix of Rent and Hamilton. That's yes. what it is. Yep. Now, separating those two, it's not as good as Hamilton. No. No. The transitions, the dynamics prevent it from reaching those lofty heights. But the choreography is better. Now, oh, hundreds. <laughs> hundreds. Hundreds of percent. Yes. Yes. Now, Rent, I prefer this to Rent. Rent's not really my thing. I would rather watch In the Heights. That's me. It's more consistent than Rent, in my opinion. Especially Don't send the if you hate compare, male Broadway heads. I, excuse me. I paid to see Rent in the theater. I can say what I want. And I watched the movie. So I'm going to tell you. And before that, when Rent was on Broadway, I was in school. I had to hear it all the time. Okay? And I never liked it. So that's me and Rent. I do like... Send the mail his way. minutes... <laughs> That's the only, that's about it. Send it to him. You can send it right to him. <laughs> but I am a bitty. You know, people in that are touching. I'm not, uh, it may be I'm a bitty in both shows. I have a bitty in Rent. That is my type. Anyway, it's more consistent than Rent, regardless. But the question, and you mentioned it before in your introduction, Rep, the question I had at the end of this is Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Because if you He's see- He's got a top- if you yeah. see the trailer, same setting. Yep. Yep. Let's I was, see. Yep. You're Go stealing ahead, my thunder. Well, that's my job. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> Go ahead, Raph. What did you think? Okay, here's the deal. I'm. I, I thought we were. I thought you were gonna like it more. You. I. I well, hold on. I thought you were gonna be a little more critical mm. of it. So mm-hmm. I'll take that hat. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. This is, I mean, remember, Lin-Manuel did not just do Hamilton. He didn't just do In the Heights. He also did Moana. So mm-hmm. he he knows how to get a phrase going. To me, because this was his first, yes. it showed that way. The yes. story for me is all over the place. It's whose story is this? I wanted more Anthony Ramos. Yes. I wanted to focus more on that. They did updated talking about some DACA issues, so it got preachy yes. for me a little bit. Um, and, and you know, DACA is a very important topic to talk about, but I'd rather you show it rather than preach about it. I mean, we had a whole protest. It was just a lot of preaching. Mm-hmm. I wanted more Anthony, but here's where you, I have to say this. The choreography reminded me of old musicals. Yeah. The modern musical that's filmed, like Chicago, you know, that era, focused on the aesthetic and artistic expression. 
this, I love the way John just let the choreography breathe. Like he gave us a wide spectrum. He used wide shots. Look at the he list of dancers in, in the credits. Yes, it's, My it's like goodness. three columns of just, you know, a good 15 second of dancers. And rightfully so. Mm -hmm. This is a musical about this specific culture. And as I said before, I lived in Washington Heights. Washington. I wish, I don't know what, what that, you know, it's, we did not see the dancing in the streets, obviously. But the, the, the pulse of it is that Washington Heights, when I lived there, and this was like in 2004, it, there was a beautiful, sweet um, community to it. it uh, um, if you were to see me in person, I could 100%. I was mistaken for Dominican every <laughs> single day. I, I don't speak a lick of Spanish every single day. And it, the community did watch out for it. And there was that running uh, fear of gentrification of, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the west side of, of New York literally pushing up and pushing out the heights. And that's what this is about. I have to highlight this performance. Corey Hawkins. I know what Christopher Jackson sounds like. We all do. I mean, if you, you watch Hamilton, you know he's George Washington. You can hear Corey Hawkins being respectful to the original, but doing his own thing. I loved his voice, loved his performance. I wanted more of him. I can't wait until he plays George Washington in the movie version of Hamilton. Now, has it been announced? No. Are they considering it? No. I want it. He's really that good. Loved his work there. Um, again, Olga is just, Amazing. what are we doing here? Give us some more of her. At the end of the day, the first, I, I'll, I'll even correct myself, the first 30 minutes of In the Heights is exactly what you want. After that, we branch off into all these storylines. People mm -hmm. are singing stuff they shouldn't be singing. If you know anything about a musical, the only reason why you should be singing is because there aren't words left. Yes, right. I've got to sing that that number where they're going up on the building and mm -hmm. you know doing all of that. They're expressing their love. Of course you need to sing it, duet, dance, do all of that. Yep. If you just, you know, in a room, and you're, you're like, I want to look at the paper. <laughs> no, you can't look at this paper. Why can't I look at the paper? The pa Oh, I forgot to. You know, it's just, it was. But the, the last 45 minutes of this musical, I'm sorry. But here's the thing. And this is what I'm going to end with. It's in the heights. Yeah. It's the culture, the dance, mm -hmm. the singing. If you can push through all of the story, you're going to enjoy it. Why wouldn't you enjoy this? And here's the bottom line. It's on HBO Max for 30-something days. You can just turn it on and off. You can forward through stuff. Mm -hmm. Why not watch In the Heights? It is not going to be for everybody, but it's certainly worth a try. And would you go to the theater, Rafa? Would you watch it? At Listen, the thing about it is In the Heights is going to be friendly to the Broadway folks. It, mm -hmm. It's respectful in that way. Yeah. And for people who just are Lin-Manuel fans because of Hamilton and 
for people who are like, I don't know what this is, but I love Latin music. I love the Latinx flavor. I love I love everything. I am Latinx. Mm-hmm. Why not go into the theater and just have a rouse of a time? The, the question is, you know, do you want to do that through your masks? That's that's the yeah. real question. Why not invite some people you trust over to your home? Have a fiesta. Why not do that and just mm-hmm. enjoy and let it wash over you? That's my opinion about that. Agreed. Well, that takes care of it. I guess, you know what? HBO Max is running away with our time and money. They have The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, no, 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 no. And In The Heights. You couldn't get two more different movies, but there they are, both available for 31 days on HBO Max from when they released in theaters. I'll tell you this. It's probably at least one of them that everybody could watch. I don't know how much you'd like it, but there's at least one that would work for everyone. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.